Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover the management of the palpable breast mass. Most benign breast lesions fall into one of three general categories, non-proliferative, proliferative without atypia, sometimes referred to as fibrocystic changes, and the third category is atypical hyperplasia. They may present as a palpable mass or another lesion, a radiographic abnormality, pain, or with nipple discharge. As a group, fibroadenomas are the most common cause of breast masses in adolescent girls and young women. The median age at which patients present with a fibroadenoma is about 25 years. Fibroadenomas also can be present in older women, accounting for 12% of all masses in menopausal women. The typical fibroadenoma is a small, about 1 to 2 centimeter, firm, well-circumscribed mobile mass composed of a proliferation of epithelial and stromal elements. Fibroadenomas may be difficult to distinguish from breast cysts on physical examination and they may appear similar on mammography. Ultrasound is useful in distinguishing a simple cyst from a fibroadenoma, which is a solid mass. In most cases, a solid mass identified by ultrasound requires further diagnostic testing, and we'll cover that a little bit later on in the podcast. Giant fibromas, which are generally greater than 10 centimeters, have also been reported, and these are an unusual variant of juvenile and adult fibroadenomas and account for about 4% of all fibroadenomas of the breast. Giant fibroadenomas typically are seen in adolescents and young adults and present as enlarging masses that often can distort the breast. Now, histologically, these benign lesions are composed of the same epithelial and stromal elements as adult fibroadenomas, although they tend to have more florid glandular elements and greater stromal cellularity. Fibroadenomas, along with a separate condition called sclerosing adenosis, fall under the category of proliferative breast lesions without atypia. These diagnoses are associated with a small to moderate increased risk of future development of breast cancer with an aggregate relative risk of about 1.76. So close follow-up and attention to routine screening and mammography guidelines is important, and those should be age-based. Generally, patients with known history of fibroadenomas are scheduled not for just screening mammograms, but for diagnostic mammogram as well as breast ultrasounds for periodic follow-up. We'll cover that in more detail in just a minute. All right, well, what is the initial evaluation for a woman who presents with breast-related symptoms? Well, let's get into that next. The initial evaluation of a woman with breast-related symptoms should include a detailed review of her history to characterize her symptoms and to identify risk factors for breast cancer. It's also important to perform a detailed and careful clinical breast examination. Often, positive findings on the initial evaluation of a woman who has breast-related symptoms will require diagnostic breast imaging with ultrasound usually as the first pass. 
Okay, now here's a clinical pearl and a quick review of the BIRADS system. Remember that BIRADS stands for Breast Imaging Reporting and Data Systems Classification and Recording Management Tool. So BIRADS, this is a way to characterize or group results from breast ultrasound, mammography, or even MRI. BIRADS is divided from category 0 to category 6 with increasing in severity as the numbers progress. Category 0 is an incomplete read that needs further imaging or evaluation or prior mammograms for comparison in order to give a final result. A category 1 on the BIRADS classification technically and in general means a otherwise negative result. Category 2 or benign findings, these generally means a 0% likelihood of malignancy. Category 3 are benign changes of the breast that are most probably benign. This translates to a greater than 0 but less than 2% risk of overall malignancy. Generally, Category 3 BIRADS findings require short-term, defined as 6-month, periodic follow-up. Category 4 BIRADS are suspicious findings. This translates to a greater than 2 but less than 95% likelihood of malignancy and this definitely requires some sort of tissue diagnosis. Category 5 on BIRADS is highly suggestive of malignancy with a greater than 95% likelihood of cancer. This too requires an excision for tissue diagnosis. Category 6 is known or biopsy-proven malignancy with those breast changes. Again, this requires or should have already had surgical excision when clinically appropriate. All right, now this is a great point to introduce histological evaluation. There's three options available for histological evaluation of abnormal findings on diagnostic breast imaging. Fine needle aspiration, core needle biopsy, and excisional biopsy. Fine needle aspiration, or FNA, uses a small, typically like a 21 or a 25 gauge needle, to obtain mainly cytological specimens. Now, it's inexpensive and it provides a minimally invasive option, but it requires pathologists with special expertise in the interpretation of the specimen. Now, another limitation of the FNA is that these findings of atypia or malignancy generally require a follow up tissue biopsy. Now, on the other hand, core needle biopsy is also a minimally invasive technique, but it provides a histological, not just cytological specimen for diagnosis. The biopsy is performed using a large bore like a 12 or a 16 gauge cutting needle. Core needle biopsies and FNAs can be guided by palpation or by imaging with either mammography or ultrasound. Core needle biopsies generally is the preferred biopsy method because it has few complications and minimizes surgical changes to the breast. Another advantage to core needle biopsy is the ability to place a clip to mark the lesion undergoing biopsy, which is helpful as a reference in future imaging studies or in cases in which additional surgical procedures are necessary. Lastly, excisional biopsy is reserved for specific scenarios, especially those with BIRADS categories greater than 5 and in those in which cancer is highly suspected. Okay, let's take a little break and we come back, we're going to talk about how a palpable breast mass is evaluated. 
All right, now, even though we've discussed that fibroadenomas are the most common benign cause of breast masses in young and adolescent women, we have to remember that a palpable breast mass is the most common finding of symptomatic breast cancer. Evaluation of a breast mass begins with a detailed history, assessment of breast cancer risk, and physical exam, and requires age-appropriate breast imaging. Imaging results based on the BI-RADS classification system will guide management recommendations regarding the need for continued imaging or biopsy, close clinical follow-up, biopsy, or both should be considered in the case of a discrete palpable mass with negative or discordant imaging results. Unless previously evaluated and unchanged, all palpable masses require additional evaluation. Evaluation of the mass should never be dismissed based on young age or the absence of risk factors, but consideration of these factors may be helpful in developing the diagnostic or the treatment plan. Now, when a woman presents because of a mass, but the patient and physician are unable to identify the mass on exam, a clinical follow-up examination is recommended. Women with dominant masses or concerning areas of thickening or breast asymmetry at the follow-up visit should undergo diagnostic breast imaging with management dependent on the BIRADS category. Remember that that's BIRADS goes from zero to six, which is incomplete, to six, which is known malignancy. Women with palpable masses require imaging. The appropriate diagnostic imaging study is determined based on the woman's age. So here's your clinical pearl. For women younger than 30 years with a palpable mass, ultrasound is the desired test of choice. If no abnormality is found on ultrasound, then diagnostic mammography is recommended in cases in which there is clinical suspicion or significant risk factors for breast cancer. Now, if there is no imaging correlation to the palpable mass, women younger than 30 years who are considered to be at low risk for cancer, like a non-suspicious mass, can be monitored for one to two years with physical examination and possibly diagnostic imaging for stability. For women 30 years or older with a palpable mass, a diagnostic mammography should be obtained and additional imaging with ultrasound often is required. Because ultrasound frequently is needed, many clinicians order an ultrasound exam at the same time as diagnostic mammography to reduce the need for repeat tests, and this is actually the preferred way to do it. Further management of masses depends on the results of the imaging. If there is an imaging correlate to the palpable finding, management is dependent on the BI-RADS category, overall clinical suspicion, and whether imaging determines the mass to be solid or cystic. If there is no imaging correlation, which is a BI-RADS category 1, tissue biopsy is appropriate if the palpable finding is suspicious. Now, in women 30 years or older, non-suspicious palpable findings with BIRADS-1 imaging results can be monitored for one to two years with physical examination and possibly diagnostic imaging for stability. Suspicious changes in the mass on clinical exam, like enlargement or changing in skin texture or thickening, should result in tissue biopsy. 
Now, what if the diagnostic imaging tool chosen, either ultrasound or mammography, reveals the palpable breast mass to be solid? If imaging results are concerning, like a BIRADS category 4 or 5, in the setting of a solid palpable mass, then the woman requires tissue biopsy for confirmation. If initial imaging results are indicative of low risk, like a BIRADS categories 1 to 3, in a woman with a solid breast mass, then biopsy should be considered if there is an otherwise high clinical suspicion in women 30 years of age or older, or additional imaging obtained in younger women younger than 30 years of age. Close follow-up for one to two years with physical exam every three to six months with or without diagnostic imaging about every six to 12 months may be an option to ensure stability of a mass that is of low clinical suspicion. A referral to a physician who specializes in the diagnosis and treatment of breast disease can be helpful in these circumstances. All right, that's a lot of information about a solid breast mass. Let's come back and finish up the podcast with the next steps after a cystic breast mass is discovered. If imaging suggests a simple cyst defined as no internal septations or mural thickening or a BIRADS category 2, and if the history and exam are also consistent with benign disease, then routine clinical follow-up is recommended. Simple cysts usually are benign and do not require aspiration unless they are bothersome to the patient. Now, if the patient desires aspiration of the cyst, then it can be performed either using ultrasound guidance or by simple palpation. If imaging suggests a complicated cyst, that's a non-simple cyst that is round, circumscribed, contains low-level echoes without vascular flow, and it satisfies most but not all criteria for a simple cyst and is BIRADS category 3, then decisions regarding aspiration or imaging observation for up to two years should be made after thorough discussion with the patient based on patient preference and risk factors for ovarian malignancy. Lesions that are BIRADS3 correlate with a less than 2% chance of malignancy. If aspiration is performed and the fluid is not bloody and the mass resolves, then the fluid can be discarded. So that's your clinical pearl. If the fluid is bloody or the mass does not resolve completely, then image-guided aspiration, core needle biopsy, or excision of the mass is indicated. If the clinical examination is concerning for malignancy and the imaging findings are otherwise not consistent with the clinical exam findings, then biopsy is warranted. Complex cysts, again, those are non-simple cysts with cystic and solid components or those that have BIRADS category 4 or 5 imaging findings require biopsy. Once again, not all cysts are the same. They're simple, complex, and then complex cysts with a high BIRADS category. Those with the higher numbers on the scale require definitive tissue biopsy. All right, so here's our summary. Remember that the management of a palpable breast mass will depend primarily on the patient's risk factors for malignancy and the patient's age. In a palpable breast mass in a woman younger than age 30, remember that clinical suspicion is divided into low suspicion or high. And even in the high clinical suspicion, because she's under 30, the first diagnostic test of choice is ultrasound. Now, in those with a low clinical suspicion, it's okay to observe the 
the mass in those women under 30 for one or two menstrual cycles, and if it resolves, then routine follow-up as screening is recommended. But if the mass persists, then ultrasound should be done. In those that have no diagnostic abnormality or have a BIRADS Category 1, it's okay to observe for one to two years to assess stability. But those that have a BIRADS Category 1 with a clinical suspicion that remains high, diagnostic mammography with follow-up can be done even though her age is less than 30. If that initial ultrasound shows a simple cyst, which is a BIRADS Category 2, routine follow-up is recommended without aspiration. But if the ultrasound shows a solid mass, remember, in women under the age of 30, but the BIRADS is BIRADS 3, which is probably benign, then again, the decision should be made between the patient and her provider on whether tissue sampling is required. In those that have a solid mass that is suspicious or have a BIRADS of 4 or 5, tissue biopsy is recommended even though she's under the age of 30. For women with a palpable mass greater than 30 years of age, diagnostic mammography with concomitant ultrasound is the preferred route of evaluation. Those that have a BIRADS category 1 to 3 are most likely to be benign and can be followed up for 1 to 2 years to assess stability. Now, in those that have a BIRADS category 4 or 5, once again, that requires tissue biopsy. The determination of when to do tissue biopsy when the BIRADS is 1 to 3 will depend on the patient's preference, family, and personal history, and if the mass is solid, again, with BIRADS category 3 and a low clinical suspicion, tissue biopsy may not be needed. But if there is a tissue concern, again, BIRADS category 4 or 5, that requires tissue biopsy for definitive diagnosis.